Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast, where today our podcast is entitled, A Life-Changing Answer. Have you ever wanted to be the best at something? Some people are more competitive than others, and some, it really motivates them to really try to be the first and try to be a high achiever. I think sometimes children uh, start this early in life if they have siblings and and they're jumping in the car and someone will say, no, 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 me first, me first. Um, we develop that uh, in our childhood and then sometimes it carries us into our teen years, usually in athletics or maybe academics where we really strive to be the first. And then, of course, people get competitive in all areas of life that really want to do their best. We all tend to want to lead in some way. This morning at the Log Cabin Church, I read this passage from the Gospel of Matthew, the 18th chapter, and it's entitled, The Greatest in the Kingdom of Heaven. And it reads like this, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and they asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to himself, and he placed that child right in the middle. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. I have thought about that passage quite a bit this week. And so I want to talk about maybe this self-centered question that the disciples asked, and it sounds like they were being competitive too. They said, who then, Jesus, is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Well, you know, Christ had an inner circle. He had the disciples that he worked with and people very closely. And even in Scripture, it talks about the mother of James and John. She even got involved in this competition by asking Jesus at one point. She said, please, will you let my sons sit on the right and to the left of you in the kingdom of God? She was a bit competitive, too. She wanted her her kids to have some notoriety. But this question really reveals that the disciples' understanding of greatness at this point was at odds with what the Lord's meaning of gratefulness is. Let's talk about that a bit. They were concerned with power and position. Many people in our world are. They wanted to know about power and position. Who is going to be the greatest? So to correct the disciples' understanding of what it means to be great, Jesus took this little child, we read in Matthew 18, and placed that child in the middle and used that child to illustrate. It was a life-changing answer. He said, unless you change, I love that word change, unless you change and become like a little child, you'll never enter into the kingdom of God. Um, they were looking for power and prestige, and many do today. But this is a shift in the whole paradigm. It requires a turnaround. The lesson here is the word humility. What do we mean when we talk about humility? I, I've thought quite a bit about this this week, and I tried to read a definition of humility. And one of them is the quality or state of being modest and lacking in pride arrogance. Those two things really bother me when I see those in people. I've met a couple people recently that I've, I've struggled with, and I, I really wrestled with this. Why 
why am I having a hard time with my relationship with these several people? And finally, I realized that it's because they're prideful and arrogant. Another definition is the quality or state of being courteously respectful. I love that idea of being courteous and respectful. Jesus said, only those who come to the Lord with humility and the humility of a child can be great in the kingdom. You know, there was a point in my life, and I think all of us maybe get this way around midlife. We live our lives really wanting everyone to like, particularly when we're teenagers and maybe university, college years. But there's a part in life, I think it's around middle age, where we finally realize, you know what? Not everyone's going to like me, and that's okay. We, we learn to live with it. It's very freeing. So, you know, Jesus brought these people together. He puts this child in the middle, and he's talking, and he's saying, you know, no child is sinless. He's not saying be sinless. He is speaking here of vulnerability, of being vulnerable, of realizing it's okay to make mistakes, but to learn from them. That's how children learn. We realize that we are dependent on God for everything. When we feel like we're powerful, we're prestigious, we have a right to be treated a certain way, you know, that's not humility. It's really the opposite. Let's talk about a warning. Jesus said here, um, you know, don't cause anyone to really stumble. Not any kind of a child or a children of God. Don't do anything that's going to cause them to really stumble in their Christian life. You know, I read this week an article about C.S. Lewis. He was a famous theologian. And he was talking about the opposite of humility. He was talking about pride. And here's a quote from him that says, Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. It is pride which has been the chief cause of misery in every nation and every family since the world began. When I think about prideful attitudes and behavior, I think about it affects, you know, people I mentioned maybe interpersonally, but also politically and perhaps culturally in our world that wars are started because of pride. And people do, uh, are, are grabbing for power and prestige. It's really the opposite of humility. It's a prideful attitude. Jesus said we must be like a child. We must become vulnerable. I remember as a child, we were all encouraged to live our lives by the golden rule. Do you remember the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. I remember teachers saying that. You know, if we could live by the golden rule, treating others how we want to be treated and not in a prideful way, the world would be a better place. Putting others above ourselves. We live in a world that is often me first. Is that humility? No. Jesus said to be great in his kingdom, we must submit him and to follow his path for our lives. This is the greatest thing any person can do. As we conclude today, let's think of these several things. Developing the identity, the attitude, and conduct of a humble servant does not happen overnight. It's something we all need to strive for, but it doesn't happen quickly. Rather, it's like peeling an onion. When you're peeling an onion, there's many layers. 
you cut away one layer only to find another beneath it. Developing a humble spirit and, and learning to be a servant leader, it, it takes time. No one's perfect. As we forsake pride and seek humility by daily deliberate choices, humility grows in our soul. It's a work that we have to try to accomplish. And, and it's a work of a lifetime. But my encouragement is to you, look at our lives. My life, your life, how can I be a little bit more humble? How can I be courteously respectful to others? And how can I incorporate the golden rule by putting others above ourselves? This, my friend, is my prayer for you. Thank you, and God bless you.